Hello everyone and welcome to August. What is it they say? Uh, pinch, punch, first of the month? Uh, well, I'd like to say no pinches, but maybe some fruit punch. That might be nice. But anyway, I hope uh, those of us listening in Calderdale and Kirklees and surrounding areas have processed the news of lockdown restrictions being reinstalled as it were let's hope and pray that it's not too long before they're lifted again and that a a, a vaccine for this virus will be found before things just get out of control again so lord uh, we just pray uh, that you would have your hand in all that is going on in trying to find a virus in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we're moving on to the book of Hebrews for our verses. And we will journey in Hebrews for the next three days. Today's verses are from Hebrews chapter 7, verses 26 to 28. He is the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless unstained by sin. He has been set apart from sinners and has been given the highest place of honour in heaven. Unlike those other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself as the sacrifice for the people's sins. The law appointed high priests who were limited by human weakness. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath. And his son has been made the perfect high priest forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, these verses talk about Jesus being like Melchizedek, the great high priest. Uh, that's how the chapter starts, chapter 7. And the writer uh, now shows in this part that we've come to that Jesus supersedes any other high priest. So what is Hebrews about? Well, give me a moment. So... Hebrews is um, split into two parts. There's uh, 13 chapters and the first half, chapters 1 through to 10, is on the superiority of Christ. And then uh, chapters 10 to 13 is on the superiority of faith. Uh, the superiority of Christ, then, it, over everyone and everything is clearly demonstrated by the author. And the author is unknown. Don't know who's actually written Hebrews. But Christianity supersedes all religious systems and other attempts to reach God. And uh, my study Bible says it can never be surpassed. Where can one find anything better than Christ? Living in Christ is having the best of all life. All competing religions are deceptions or cheap imitations. 
and the superiority of faith, uh, my study notes go on to say that Jews who had become Christians in the first century were tempted to fall back into Judaism because of uncertainty, the security of custom and persecution. Today, believers are also tempted to fall back into legalism, fulfilling minimum religious requirements rather than pressing on in genuine faith. We must strive to live by faith each day. And then there are several mega themes in this book of Hebrews. And they consist of uh, themes run around Christ as superior, Christ as the high priest, Christ's sacrifice, his maturity or our maturity as Christians, and uh, faith uh, and what that means, and endurance, that faith enables Christians to face trials. Because as long as we're Christians, as we said the other day, um, tribulation will come. It's a given that when we follow Jesus, uh, tribulation will come because of all the people who don't want us to do so. We're relatively safe in this country, but there are those in other parts of the world where to follow Jesus is a very dangerous thing. So trials and tribulations. And so the writer of Hebrews talked about endurance towards the end of that book. So in chapter 7, we hear about Melchizedek, the king of Salem, who was also a priest of the God Most High. A priest of the God Most High. He met and blessed Abraham. And you can read about that in Genesis chapter 14, verse 18. Then we hear in this passage that Jesus is like Melchizedek, but greater. In verses 26 to 28, we are told Jesus is the kind of high priest we need. He is holy, blameless and unstained by sin. He is set apart. He is given the highest place of honour in heaven. He, unlike other high priests, does not need to sacrifice every day. And the priest did this to atone for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. Jesus' sacrifice of his life meant that he atoned for our sins once and for all. Now, atonement is, it means that, um, I'm trying to define this now. Atonement is God and humanity made at one. And if you break that word down, it is three words, at one meant. You put them all together, you get the word atonement. So humanity was made at one by the covering of people's sins before God. And that was what the daily sacrifices were about. And Jesus came along and offered himself to be the final atoning sacrifice. And so became the perfect high priest forever. So just unpacking those verses a little bit um, that we've read today. The study notes say this. No one can add to what Jesus did to save us. Our past, present and future sins are all forgiven. As our high priest, 
Christ is our advocate, the mediator between us and God. He looks after our interests and presents our requests to the Father. The Old Testament high priest would go before God once a year to plead for the forgiveness of the nation's sins. Christ makes perpetual intercession before God for us. That means he's interceding all the time, every day. Christ's continuous presence in heaven with the Father assures us that our sins have been paid for and forgiven. And this wonderful assurance frees us from guilt, the frustration of trying to be perfect and the fear of failure. When we know Christ, when we realise what he's done for us, there is no guilt. We can come to him, we can say sorry for the things we've done wrong and we can move on because of that sacrifice on the cross. We are never too sinful or too far away for him to intercede for us. None of us. We are never too far away or too sinful for him to intercede for us. Now, when the Jewish people were still sacrificing animals, so we're back into the Old Testament, the animals were cut into pieces. The parts were washed, the fat was burned, the blood was sprinkled and the meat was boiled. Blood was required to atone for sin and God accepted animal blood to cover the people's sin. Now, because of the sacrificial system, the Israelites were generally aware that sin costs someone something and that they themselves were sinful. Today, however, many people take Christ's work on the cross for granted. They don't realise what it costs for Jesus to secure our forgiveness. It cost him his life and painful temporary separation from his father. Because Jesus died once for all, he brought the sacrificial system to an end. He paid the price for the forgiveness of all sin, past, present and future. The Jews did not need to go back to the old system because Christ, the perfect sacrifice, completed the work of redemption. You don't have to look for another way to have your sins forgiven. Christ was the final sacrifice for you and me. So this chapter 7 reveals that there's nothing we need to do or can do to make salvation more real for us or to make God love us more. Jesus has done it all. Nothing we do can improve his work. Nothing we do adds to God's acceptance of Jesus' sacrifice. So how do the benefits of Jesus' sacrifice become ours? Well, we simply accept the gift of salvation by faith, trusting entirely in the God who died on the cross for us in Jesus. That's how we do it. That's how we know. That's how we get the full benefits, by giving our lives to him in recognition of what he did for us. And you can do that now. If you've never done that, if you've thought, I don't even know where I stand with God. I don't know that I'm 
free. I don't know that I'm forgiven. If you don't know that, then this simple and sincere prayer will help, will help seal that once and for all. I'm going to say this prayer. And if that's for you, if it's speaking to you today, then take that on board and understand that today you are sure of where you're going and who goes with you. Dear God, I trust in Jesus alone. I know I can't save myself. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive my sins through Jesus and grant me the eternal life secured by him. Thank you for saving me. Amen. So if that meant something to you, if you felt anything at all and you want to talk about that, give me a call. Drop me an email. Just to let me know. I'll be praying for you and I'll uh, give uh, have some time to talk with you. Whatever. If you're confused, again, do the same. But we're beginning a new month. The opportunities of new life with Christ, of renewed faith. What a wonderful thought that is in the midst of all this chaos and uncertainty that we can have the certainty of Jesus. What a joy it is to know that we are saved by Jesus' sacrifice once we give our lives over to him. It's the best security that I have ever known. And just as he became the perfect high priest forever, once we give our lives to his direction and care, we have the perfect companion forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gifts of new life with you. Sins forgiven and forgotten, atoned for by your death on the cross and your marvellous resurrection. We now have at-one-ment with the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Atonement. Thank you, Lord. Help us to be vessels of gold and silver, carrying the rich treasure of your love and your amazing grace to all that we meet. Help us to grow more and more like you. Thank you, Holy Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. So let us continue to pray that in our lives, God's kingdom may come, surprising like the mustard seed, and in secret 
like the yeast. Let us pray that God's kingdom may seem to us as valuable as treasure or an expensive pearl. Let us pray that we may be challenged, even in these very strange times, to be committed to our part in bringing in God's kingdom, now and always. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And in our parish prayer calendar today, for the first of the month, we pray for the vicar, the church wardens, the PCC, and all who play a part in the running of this church, Christ Church, Sorby Bridge. Not just building, but built with living stones, people, people who belong to Christ. And so, Lord, we pray, particularly for our PCC meeting on Monday, uh, more things to discuss uh, concerning the recent changes in lockdown procedure. But, Lord, we just pray that you would still allow us to stay on track for opening up for our uh, Sunday services um, towards the end of this month and the beginning of September. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember all who live in Albert Buildings, Albert Road, Albert View, Alexandra Close, Allen Park, Allen Terrace, Annie Street and Arnold Street. May they know the presence of your spirit in those places, Lord. And we say together the prayer that is our family, church family prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And so now, as we start into a new month, let us go forth knowing that we are part of God's family. Let us go forth proclaiming the praises of God. Let us go forth in the assurance that Christ is always with us. Let us go forth to bring the kingdom of God wherever we are. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. So until tomorrow, everyone, when we will uh, worship together in our Sunday service um, and uh, I'll speak to you again on Monday uh, via our voice message. But until then, 
sorry it's been a bit longer today, but I think God was uh, wanted to say a few things more than I'd originally planned. But there we go. You know what I'm like sometimes when I get going. But um, God be with you all until we connect again uh, tomorrow and then on Monday via voice message. Have a lovely weekend, everyone. Take care. God bless you. Bye.